Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Samech in Maseches Yevamos, and we start with the top line in Daf Samech Amad Aleph. Azal Rav Gvia mi Beikasil. Beikasil is the name of a place, Andrew. Rav Gvia from Beikasil went, Amr Lashmaita Kameh Ravashi, and said this teaching that Ravuna said in the name of Rav in front of Ravashi. Do you remember what Ravuna and Rav said? Ravuna and Rav says, Motzebeget, and he said that what that means, imnasa nasui, right? You're not supposed to marry, let's say you have a, a coin gadol, this is a horrible situation, obviously. Coin gadol, uh, let's say, violates an almana. So typically, when a woman is violated in the Torah that says straight up pasuk, you're supposed to marry that woman forever. But what if those, that, those uh, right, that union is usur? That, then you're, can't do that, right? That's not like an asay do situation. You cannot have that union. Uh, but what if you do it anyway? You marry her anyway. It's an isolav, and you marry her anyway. So it says him nasa nasa. He should stay. So Ravuna said in the name of Rav doesn't mean that you should stay in the marriage. It just means you do divorce her, but you don't have to pay the typical fine that comes with. Right, the typical thing is that you give her dad the chavishim kasef, and you marry her forever here. You don't have to give the chavishim kasef because it's an usher marriage. So it's kind of the, an ironic din, as we say, because here the kohen violated her and then he marries her, but because it's an usher marriage, he doesn't pay the fine. Right, and then and then next thing you know, he's mechaper for everyone's avonus on yom kippur. Okay, so so he said this teaching in front of Rav and Amar lay. Right, so Ravashi said back to him, He had a different, uh, right, teaching in the name of Rav himself that said that when you have a Bogeret and a Mukas Eitz, the Kohen Gadol is not supposed to marry them. That's the Shita that we saw, that, you, that, that the Kohen Gadol is supposed to marry a child, not anybody who was already older. But if he already married her, even according to that Shita, he could stay married. Alma Sofa Lios Bogeres Tachtov, right? What's their reasoning? So Rashi had a reasoning. He thought, well, let him stay married because you know, right? In other words, even if you marry a child, eventually she'll be a Bulgaris. Okay, so you married a Bulgaris. You didn't marry her at the right time. But you, but, but you know what? The woman you would have married at the right time would have been a Bulgaris anyway. So maybe that's why we let them continue to be married. Oh, so that seems to be when Rav is giving you that rationale, that sofa liyot be'ula tachtov, that you would eventually be with him in any event, that makes it seem that imnasa nasoi means not that you don't have to pay the knas, as we just interpreted, but it means imamish can stay married, like pashup shot. That's what it sounds like it means. Kasha. Kamar says, yeah, that's a good point. We could probably figure out why he says it like this, says it like this. Kasha does, is not tiyufta, it's not an irreconcilable point that we have to wait for Mashiach, but it's a good point nonetheless, and we move on. Second case, here we go, Goranowitz. So we already said, Koin Gadol, again, guy violates a, a woman, chas v'shalom, and then the halacha is he's supposed to marry her. Well, she comes to the Koin Gadol and she cries, I don't want to marry this guy, he violated me, this is a horrible situation, he says, I'll marry you. Well, he's not allowed to marry her either. She's not a basula, obviously. She's been violated. However, that's called Anusas Chavero. It doesn't have to be his friend, but somebody else violated her. Kohen Gadol shouldn't marry her, obviously. Now, the truth of the matter is, it's, it's obvious, right? She's a bula, so we'll see. The Imnasa, Rabbi Yaakov Omer, Havalad Chalav Chalav Omer, Havalad Kasher. 
Machlokas there was, if he does marry her, he certainly has to divorce her. But the Machlokas is, what is the status of the child? Is the child called a Chalal or Kasher? Why would the child be Kasher? So let's see. First of all, yeah, I'm saying it's, it's, an, it's an Isser. This is a woman that was violated. Okay. So Amar Vun Amar Rav. Halacha Kerbelez bin Yaakov. V'chein Amar Gidol Amar Rav. Halacha Kerbelez bin Yaakov. Be as it may, right? The, their shita is that the halacha is like Kerbelez bin Yaakov, that the Vlad is a Chalal, which makes sense. Or Ikeda Amri, Amar Vun Amar Rav. My time is Kerbelez bin Yaakov. Savala Kerbelez Another statement is that he holds like Rabbi Lazar. What's Rabbi Lazar say? That a Pnuya, right, with a Panoi, two single people, if they happen to, right, cohabit, that gives her the status of a, a Zona. Okay, so once that gives her the status of a Zona, so then he's not allowed to obviously be with her, and that's why the child is a Chalal. That's what creates a Chalal, right? Because mind you, uh, you know, what do you have to do? You have to do a, in order to create a halal, it has to be specific to kahuna and as something that's going to be uh, specific to kahuna, but not necessarily coin gadol. So that's actually, that's actually an interesting point. In other words, we know that al, a coin almana or any baula is also to coin gadol with an isr lav. But does that mean that that creates a halal or not? That's an interesting question. Or does it have to be Right, an Israelab that reply to every Kohen. Now not, now, not every Kohen is also to marry Bula. You're not allowed to marry a Grusha. Right? You're not allowed to cohabit with a, uh, a Grusha. Nor can you marry a Zona. Right? Isha, Zona, Vechalala, Loikachu. Right? So that, you can't marry a Zona either. So if you hold like Rebbe Lazar, that this woman who had like premarital relations is a Zona, so then it would make sense that Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov would say that the, the uh, child is a chalal. Okay, so now the Gemara asks, and we still have a say, will Lazar ben Yaakov really agree with Rabbi Lazar? With Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, does he really agree with Rabbi Lazar? V'hakaimel and Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Kavanaki. You know, remember we said, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, when we were, we couldn't figure out, remember, we were on it, you remember this, we couldn't figure out what the dimensions of the Bayes Shani were. It was all these Gemaras in Yuma, and we didn't know what was where. And he said, just follow Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov. He knows what's good. His, his, his teachings are so clear. Really? Yeah. However, Ve'ilu Baha'am or Amram, we're going to see Rav Amram, we really uh, hold of him, because he said, He said that we don't hold like Rabbi Lazar. He does not hold that two uh, single people having premarital relations makes a zona da raisa. So if we don't hold like Rabbi Lazar, so how can Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov hold like Rabbi Lazar? Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov always seems to take the right position. He's the clean pshat, kavanaki. So the Gemara Kasha, that too is, is interesting. It's a conundrum. Not an unsolvable conundrum, but a conundrum nonetheless. 18 lines down. Here we go, Andrew. Ravashi Amar. What does that conundrum mean? Uh, conundrum, it means that it's, uh, we have to, it's something that, something that we need to still uh, investigate further in order to figure out. Okay, let's go back to Machlokas of Lezben Yaakov and Chachamim. The, the idea of the, how do you create a Chalal? So Ravashi says, well, the Machlokas is as follows. This is what we alluded to. The, the question is, does every Chayve Asay create a Chalal? Rabbi Lezben Yaakov Savar, Yesh Chalal Mechayve Asay. Yeah, that's why he's saying that the child of a Kohen Gadol 
and a Beula is which is a lav would create a chalal. That's why it's a chalal. Rabbanan say right, and Rabbanan say no. Chayvei say themselves did not create a chalal. What do you need? Chiv kares, presumably. Oh no no, chiv lav, chiv lav. Chayvei say. What is this chayvei say? Why is it? Why is this called a chayvei say? Because you'll see how 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 it's worded. My time in Rabbi Lezbin Yaakov. Look at the pasuk. Says the Gemara. Tichsev, almana ugrusha v'chalala zona as ele loikach. Okay, so there would be a lav by the almana grusha v'chalala. That's for sure. That would be a lav, and that would certainly create a chalal. That's called an iser lav. That would create a chalal. However, look at the rest of the pasuk. Kiim besula me'amav ikachisha. Oh, so watch this. If she's an almana. Or she's a grusha, or she's a chalala, or she's a zona. Everyone's going to agree that it's going to create a chalal because that is an iser lav. However, besula, this idea that she has to be a besula, that is formulated in a assay format, right? Because it says loikach is referring to all the previous four women. Amana grusha chalav zona. But then it says, Ki'im besula me'amavikach. That is an assay. It's almost like it's a mitzvah, right? To, to have the besula. That is what's called chayve assay. That's what I tried to, that's what I meant to say. That if it's a chiv assay, so then obviously you have to take a besula, which means you're not supposed to take a beula. But that's not lav versus kares. This is two types of lavin. One is, is in the format of low Right, lo yishamer pen and al, which means it's a lo tase. Lo tase for sure creates a halal. The question is, if it's something that's worded in an assay format, that's called a chai vayasei, does that create a halal? Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says yes, right? Chacham say no. So what's a chai vayasei? Well, in the Pasuk, besula me'amav yikach it's an inference that you can't take a ba'ula, but it's not said in the format of a lav, and therefore that creates the machlokas. Now we got it right. Okay, so it says. Okay, so again, it says, it says, kim ikach, and then, in other words, the following pasuk says, is a clear indication that whatever happens in the previous pasuk, whether it's will create a halal. So, what, so it makes sense, says Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Akulu. It's referring to every woman in the previous Pasuk. In other words, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov is going to say it like this. Listen, when the Pasuk says you can't take Almana Grusha Chalal Zona, and then says Ki'im Basulai Kach, what it really means is any form of Beula you cannot marry if you're a coin Gadol. You can't, you can't marry her. And then it says, Veloi Chalal Zaro. And the consequence of marrying such a Beula will be that the child will be a Chalal. That's really the Pashup Shat in the Pasuk. That's how Rabbi Yezbun Yaakov reads it. However, Rabbanan, says the Gemara, read it a little bit differently. It says, Ele hifsika inyan. Yeah. Why does the Pasuk read like this? I'm going to read the Pasuk again for clarity. Stop. Ki im besula Okay? So he says, by summarizing that, it actually is going to, right, es eile, right, es eile loikach. So, 
That, says the Rabbanan, is the Pasuk's way of telling you that it's only those four, the Amana Grush Vachala Vazona, that, that the next Pasuk refers to when it says it creates a Chala. And then it splits up the Pasuk in order to create a difference between that and a Besula. So that any other form of Beula, other than Almana Grush Vachala Vazona, which is to say, if she's just a regular single girl that, let's say, God forbid, was violated, so then she would not be uh, creating a halal if the Kohen Gadol went with her. So that's what Ramanan mean when they say, Eile hifsika inyan. Okay? The word Eile in the Pasuk splits it up. The first four women are Aser, Ebe Isr, Lav. The next one, which is the non-Bisula, is going to be only a Chiv, I say, and not create a halal. Ah, so what does Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov do with this idea, with this Eile? Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Amar, Eile lemute nida. Fascinating idea. That Eile means to exclude a nida, that if, if, Kohen uh, Gadol was Boel and Nida, that child would not be a Chalal. Right? Even though that is an Isser, that child would not be a Chalal. And then the Gemara just points out, come on, Azlahadatanya, with whom does that Brysa fit? Right? The Brysa says, Ela creates a Chalal, but not from Nida. Come on, Why does the Bryce spell out that you don't make a challah from Nida? Because it must be spelling out this idea that we just said from Rabbi Lazar Yaakov that Eila teaches you not that there's a difference between a non-Bisula and the Zona Grusha and Chalala, but rather to teach you that a cohabitation with a Nida does not create a challah. That's straight up what we said in the name of Rabbi Lazar Yaakov, and so the Bryce is like him. But the Gemara simply asks, if what Ela is trying to teach is Nida, so then why is the Pasuk structured that way? Why does it say the four women, and then Es Ela Loikach, and then Ki'im Besula? Again, according to the Rabbanon, it makes sense, because according to the Rabbanon, Es Ela is placed there in the Pasuk in order to create a distinction between the first four women and the non-Besula, because they have a different din. The first four women will create a Chalal. The last one is not. That's why Es'ela appears there in the Pasuk. But according to the Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, where it's teaching you a side issue, which is that, it, that cohabitation with a Nida does not create a Chalal, so Es'ela could have appeared anywhere. So says the Gemara, and that's what the Gemara asks. Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, Let's, let the Ve'ela be at the end. Says the Gemara, Kasha, that's a good point. That one I probably could answer off the top of my head. Because the Pasuk then just reads very weirdly. Right, then the Pasuk just reads, Almana Grusha Khalazana Loikach Kim Basulama Mavi Kachisha Esela. I mean, obviously maybe you could have worded the Pasuk a little bit differently, but the point is um, that it's it it would not read straight if you read it like that. Okay, Kasha in the meantime. Fine, related Bryce as follows. Tanarabanan, Achosa Arusa. This is an interesting thing. Okay, typically a Kohen can't become Tame, right? Granus, do Kohanim go into cemeteries? No. Most of the people from uh, Laurelton are buried in that cemetery near Laurelton in Queens. I've been there. So, the, you cannot, if you're going to go into a cemetery, you can't be tummy from a corpse. However, we know that there's an exception, right, when you have to take care of the mace. I know about that. Uh, I, I, I have peeps there. I have peeps there. So, anyways. You have what? I, my, my wife's uh, father's family. Uh, th- this Sunday is his 10th yard site. So let's learn also Le'ilu Nishmas, uh, Rebbe Le'ezer Chaim, uh, Dickstein. Okay. So, so he says like this, 
the seven relatives, father, right, mother, brother, sister, son, daughter, wife, he's going to participate in the burial of those Zion Krovim, as we call it, okay? So the Pasuk says, with respect to the sister, however, it's different than the other relationships. Very interestingly, right? So again, if it's like a direct relative, son, daughter, brother, sister, wife, okay, parent, parents. Sister is different. How so? Because the Pasuk says, that of the Zion Krovim, the coin can be metamed any one of them to bury them. They're the exception that he can be metame unless she's married. If the sister is married, she's one of the Zion Krovim, that if the sister's married, then she's already let her husband take care of her. See what I mean? Then you don't have to take care of your married sister. It's a fascinating idea that she's your sibling, yes, but she's no longer at that level where you're responsible, so to speak, for her burial. Oh. The question is, married? Okay. What, how far does her marriage have to be? Arison, does that consider her married? Like if you're having a Russo, you have to give her a get, right? So does that mean that if she died between Arison and Nisuin, you'd still would be Matame to her or not? You love that, right? Because we keep splitting hairs all your mamas long. So, Taner Abanan, Achosa Arusa, Remeir of Yehuda Omri, Metamin Lav, Yosef of Shimon Omri, Ain Metamin. How do you like that? That's a machlokas. If she was an, only an Arusa to a dude, and then Chas Vashalom died, the question would be a machlokas. Whether you are Metamin to her or not, does she need to have Nisuin in order for you to be Metamin her? So, that's case number one. We're going to do four cases here. Let's go. Case number two. All the same question, right? Does the, is the coin going to be metamit for his sister? See, she's in Arusa, it's machlokas. If she's in Anusa or Mefuta, chas v'shalom, she was violated. So divir call ain metamimla. Everybody's going to say, in that case, ain metamimla. Wow. Well, what would be the difference? Well, Anusa or Mefuta had actual bia. Okay, what? So you're only going to be metamit to, to your sister if she didn't have bia? Okay. Umukas eitz ain metamla diver b'shimin sheyer b'shimin omer ruuya lekoin gadol metamla sheyin ruuya lekoin gadol ain metamla as Rashi says. Mukas eitz is interesting. He says b'shimin letamei davar masis and mukas eitz asur lekoin gadol. Right, amalav bechal basulahi. In other words, mukas eitz Garanowitz is there was a traumatic injury, and so she never had been with a man. However. She's no longer considered a basula according to Rabbi Shimon. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon says, because she's no longer considered a basula, since the Pasuk says that a coin gadol can only marry a basula, therefore, and since he holds, you have to follow the string of logic, she's not, Mukah says according to Rabbi Shimon is not a basula. The coin gadol has to marry a basula. And, right, he also holds that she, which is, not Roy for a coin gadol is also not Roy to be metamid to her. So you follow the string of la- la- logic, comes out that a mukas eats, you're not metamid to. Because she would not be Roy to a coin gadol according to Rabbi Shimon. Fine. That's the third case. And then the final case of Bogeris. Bogeris adam. So that's an interesting thing. That a Bogeris, as we've already said, she's basically a basula. This is a Bogeris, obviously, it's never been with a man. Just because she's over 12 or whatever doesn't mean, or 12 and a half, just because she's a little older doesn't mean that you're not going to be metamit for her. She's not ever been with a man. And therefore everybody holds that you are metamit to her. 
And Rashi says, Rafila Rebbe Meir, the possible Bulgaris Lakar and Gadol, but that's the Chiddush. That, in other words, there are shitas that we already saw, or Meir held, that Kohen Gadol has to marry a child if he's going to get married. So if she's not worried about Kohen Gadol, why are we saying that you could be metame to her? He says, right? We're going to see that this is a special din that a Bulgaris can, you can be metame for, as we will see. So those are the four cases. Can you be metame for your sister at various stages, right, of being non-besula, as follows. So first we ask like this, in the first case. My time at Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that in Erisin you are metame to her. Says the Gemara, did Darshi They learned the Pasuk like this. The Pasuk says, Ula chosohab sula. Oh. Okay. So when the Pasuk says, Ula chosohab sula akrovai love, that she has to be basula, pratla anusa mefuta. Right? So certainly if she was already violated with actual cohabitation, she, you would not be metamit to her. That's what the Pasuk is teaching you. It teaches you she must be a basula. Yachoshani motzeaf mukas eitz. What about mukas eitz? Talmud Lomar, Asher lo ha'isa le'ish. Well, the Pasuk also says, right? Ha'chosah b'sula k'ruvai lav, Asher lo ha'isa le'ish. Well, Asher lo ha'isa le'ish sounds like that non-basula status has to be with a man. Oh. Mish ha'vayasa ha'ideish, yotz ha'zushin ha'vayasa ha'ideish. In other words, when it says, Asher lo ha'isa le'ish, then that essentially sets up two criteria for you to not have to be metame in order to bury her. Number one, she must no longer be a basula. Number two, this status of not basula must be under the auspices of a man that she married, okay? Ah, oh, a man that she married and was therefore baula. So now, all these other cases, mukas eights, well, not married necessarily. Pratla nusumafuta, nusumafuta, he's not going to be a matame. But, so if she had baula with, with, with a human being, so then that was going, then you're not going to be a matame. But any other case, whether she didn't have Baula because she was an Arusa, or whether the reason why she didn't have Basulim was because of a traumatic injury, right? Those cases is not a Baula al-Yadeh, a human being. And therefore, since those since because of that, the Pasuk is teaching you, for those, you will be Matame. Okay. Okay, so now we say Hakrova. So wait a second. Let's finish up. Hakrova Larabas Arusa, Right? And then it doubles down, hakrovai love, right? That that is to include arusa and a love larabos habogeres. So we double down on the arusa and the bogeres, and the pasuk is teaching you, according to Rameir and Rehuda, that you are metame to the arusa and the bogeres. Okay. So halamali kra. Umar ask, wait a minute. Why do I need this special pasuk for this bogeres? So Amar Rameir, basula filo makes this basula mashma. Rameir himself had already said yesterday. That Basula, when we expounded that Pasuk, is, does not require, as we said, the full Basulin of a child. It can even be a Bulgaris. We already said that. So we don't need a Pasuk for Basula. It says the Gemara, it's Right? Don't forget. Once we all read, once we expounded the Pasuk fully, Bivsuleha, we ended up saying that she should be a Nara. So you might have thought that you would apply in other words, once you have Basula with all the accoutrements and all the limudim of Bibsulea, you end up saying Nara. In other words, when we said Basula as a filum mixus Basula, that was like uh, part of the process of, define, of explaining what the Pasuk meant. But by the end of the expose on the Pasuk, when we fully explained what Bibsulea meant, right, that was just 
one of the stages was explaining what Basula meant. But then he said, well, what does Bisuleha mean? What does Bivsuleha mean? So that was just one of the stages. So you would have thought, by the time we finish explaining what Bivisuleha means, we already ended up saying that she has to be a Nara. So Afkan Nami Nara. So here, maybe we would apply that full exposition of Bivsuleha to this Basula. No. That this Basula, if she's a Bulgaris, she doesn't need full Basulim, and you still would be Matamitar. So that was the Shita of Rabbi Meir Rabbi Huda. What about Rabbi Yosef Shimon say that you're not Matamitar in Arusa? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef Shimon, Maitai Maihu, what's their reasoning? Darshi Hachi, Lachosa Absula, Pratlanusam Umefuta, Umukas Eitz. In other words, unlike Rabbi Meir Rabbi Huda, they hold that the Mukas Eitz is also not Matame, literally from the same possible. Absula, it's Excluding that, he's not metame to her, uh, and then they say asherlohaisa part la rusa. When continuing with the pasuk, what is asherlohaisa? That so once, in other words, you have the mukas eight, right? Uh, added on to the first part. So asherlohaisa, what is that teaching you? So that's teaching you part la rusa, right? That it excludes her and hakrova larabos arusa shenis garsha, right? And then krova is to say that if the arusa was nis garsha. Right, then, and then died unmarried, then you go ahead and arm a timer. So it's an interesting din, right? If your sister, according to Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, if your sister was an Arusa, you don't have to be a timer her. That's just Xeris Akasav. But if she was an Arusa and then got a get, and at the time of her death she was divorced, then you arm a timer her, right? Obviously from Arison, she was not, uh, uh, she never had any suin. A love, Larabos Tabogaris. So that's the full summary over here of Yeshua Shimon versus right, um, Behuda. So again, according to all of these opinions, Achosa Psula excludes if she was an Anusa, right? If she was violated. Um, however, according to Yeshua Shimon, also excludes a Mukas Ace. If she's a Mukas Ace, just, uh, just so we don't lose sight of this fact, Amukas Eitz, according to Rabbi Shimon, is going to be also excluded, unlike according to Rabbi Yehuda, right? And 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 uh, the rest we already explained. Fine. Now we're going to point out uh, detail within Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Shimon. They didn't necessarily agree on everything. It says Hakrova Larabas Arusa Shunis Garsha. This past thing that once she's divorced, then you say that you are mitam her. As we turn to Sanachem and Beis. The aforementioned shita of Rabbi Shimon that she has to be a Ru'ui Lakan Gadol to be Matamla. Remember? Well, guess what? Can a coin Gadol or even any Khan marry a Gurusha? No. She's a Gurusha in Arison, but you can't marry her. So what's going on? Migurasha should be worse. She's, she, can't mar- she shouldn't be able to marry a coin Gadol. Says Gemar Shiny Hassan to Rabbi Rahman Akrova. Yeah, that's a Xeris Akasim. That even though. Typically, a coin gadol can't marry a grusha. Uh, even a regular coin can't marry a grusha. That's why you need a gzeras to teach you. If she's grusha, I mean, an erisin, you can be metamit to her. So the Gemara says, okay, well, if so, so why are we saying a mukaseitz you not metamit to her? So the Gemara says, listen, it says krova. It says krova in the singular sense. Achas vilostein. Which means you can only take one Quranowitz. You're only going to be metamit to the Arusa that was divorced, or to the Mukas Eitz, but you, I, you can't give you both. So the question is, Umara Isa, as we've already asked a couple of times the last couple of days. So how did you choose the Grusha over the Mukas Eitz? Why did you choose that the coin has to be metamif to the Grusha, 
the uh, the uh, his sister that had Arison and Gershon, why and not Metamit to the Mukasaits. Where did you get that idea? So says the Gemara, ha is Avid Bamaisa, Halois Avid Bamaisa. Similar to what we said before, like Ishtana Gufa, right? Where if she had a Maisa, where did she have the Maisa? Well, the point is that the Mukas Eitz is biologically altered by her traumatic, traumatic injury. Once she's biologically altered, we say, okay, so she has. I'm sure there's a lot of lumbus here, but she's almost like a different physical entity at that point. So that's why it's more reasonable to say that the sister, that all she did was get engaged and then get divorced, but never had any actual change in her physicality. So it makes more sense that you'd be matame to her, right? Because there's something here where she has to be a basula. So she looks more like a basula, because she is, than the Mukasates. Even though the Mukasates technically is a basula, she doesn't have the physical, right? Uh, she doesn't physically look like a basula, may, therefore makes more sense to include the sister who is an Arusa, who is not physically altered. Six lines down on Samach Ahmed Bez. This is where we point, this is where Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon part ways, okay? Rabbi Yossi Midashavke LeVarzuge, Varzuge was Rabbi Shimon. Since on the issue of Mukas Eitz, he abandoned his buddy, Rabbi Shimon, Mishavke, he left him uh, on that point. When it came to Mukas Eitz, he held like Rabbi Meir, right, that allows her, that allows the brother to, to, to um, be matana to her. Where do we know? Well, it says, he, he sees the Pasuk and he says, listen, it has to be Ish. Oh. So Gemara says, wait a minute. He already used that Pasuk of Loisish for something else, namely for the Arusa that died. So he says, the Gemara says, no, no, no. He was able to split the Adam, turn the Pasuk into two Limudim by taking the Lohaisa part and taking the Leish part and learning two different things. One for the Mukas Eitz that you were time to her and one for the Arusa that died in time to her. Bada bing, bada boom. We figured it out. Okay. Um, so interestingly enough, right? Uh, according to, uh, uh, whatever. According to Shimon, he has a little bit more of a problem because he's more of a hardliner when it comes to the Mukasait, so he only has the one word of Krova and he has to pick and choose. But Yossi learns it from Lohai Salish, and so therefore he has a bigger Pasuk to split into two. Okay. How these, you know, how, how these are, are, are learned out is not for us. We wouldn't be able to play with Psukim like this. We don't know. That's, a, that's quite, quite amazing. Okay. Okay, let, let's do the final one here. A love. Larabas Bogaris. What's this idea of the Bogaris? Rav Shimon himself says that basula earlier means like a full-on basula, like only a child could be. So time of the day, nami Well, his reason there was also that when it came to whether the basula bogeres uh, would be eligible to coin gadol, right? He learned from this the darsh hachi mide a love the Since right, the word a love to him includes a sister who died a bogeres. So therefore, Basula there also means a Basula Shlema and not a Bogaris. And that's the source of his Shita there. So we have right a variety of Shitas as to what status the sister has to be. A fascinating idea. Now, all Zion Krovim, a coin is Metametu, except the sister, it might, there's going to be a Machlokas as to what her status has to be vis-a-vis Erisin, Kiddushin, Mukas eights and and basically in general vis-a-vis her status of a besula.
Beautiful. Tanya, let's talk more about Besula. The effect, the, uh, how, whether she's eligible to marry a coin. An amazing story. History. Ready? Tanya. And by the way, on this, the 20th day of the Omer, a little bit of a Dafyomi coincidence. Or Shimon Bar Yechai Omer. You can almost taste it. Less than two weeks away. Giyores Pusa Mibaz Sholosh Shonim Vyomechan. We're back to her. What happened here? Well, if there's any sort of beer or whatever with a with an actual infant or whatever, then that just grows back. That's not considered anything. It has to be three years in a day. That we've already talked about. Okay. So, and it's also assumed that if someone is a non-Jew, you never know what those kids have been through. However, if everything that they went through happened in their infancy, so as nuts as that is, with the status of Basula, it's not going to be a problem because that's all going to regenerate. But if they converted when they were seven years old, that is more of a problem because it's after three years in a day. So now let's stick our heads back in here. So let's say you had a convert. If she converted when she's less than three years and a, and a day old, that's going to be hagkidori. That's going to be fine. When the this happened? Well, when did it happen? Um, the Pasuk in Zechariah. Um, let's see. It says, Kohan can only marry what? Besulim. Okay. That means that converts cannot marry a Kohen. Why? Well, it's assumed that's because they're Baula at some point as converts, but maybe that's not referring to, right? Shimon Baichai holds that this convert is only usher to a Kohen if she converted after three years in a day where it's then considered that she had no cohabitation. Otherwise, she's classified basically as a zona is the point, right? In other words, if she converted later than three years in a day, she's a zona, then she's not allowed to marry a Cohen. But if she converted when she was an infant, so then she is okay. So the problem the Gemara says is, wait a minute. So wait, when did that happen? So that is in the Chumash. That's already, Moshe is telling everybody, you have to kill the women of Midian, okay? And the soldiers were supposed to return with the captives. And he tells the officers, Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, you can spare a certain type. What? The children. The children who have not known any Mishkov. Well, wait a minute. How are you going to know if they had Mishkov? Well, the point is, the infants you could spare. Why? And the women, meaning the women, children, the female kids who are less than three and a day old, you could spare. Why? Because the OG Kohen Gadol, right? He was a Kohen. He was amongst the soldiers, as we know. And he was apparently permitted to marry these converts. Obviously, a Kohen can marry a convert. But it must be that they were under the age, that the, what, the girls that were allowed were under the age of three years and a day. That's how that works. In other words, that's a raya, that there is a scenario where you have a convert and you can assume that she's okay. How do we know that? Because Pitachos was there and Moshe Rabbeinu would let him take her if he wanted. And therefore, there must be a scenario where she is okay. And that has to be when she's three, less than three years and a day old, even if she is a convert. That is the Shita of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. 
However, the Rabbanon don't allow that. So how do they understand it? It says, come here, Rabbanon, well, the Avadim of the Shvachos. According to the Rabbanon, he was not talking about, right, marriage at all, but he was talking about, can you take them for an Evet or Shivcha? So wait a second. So the Gemara says, Iachi, Bashal, Shanim, Viyamecha, Nami. If what you're talking about is Evet or Shivcha, well, Evet or Shivcha you could take at any time, at any age. You're not doing anything, you're not marrying these people. So why would it matter whether they're three years and a day old at that point? So the Gemara answers, Kedar Ravuna. The Ravuna, Rame, Ravuna learned the following. Siv. Yeah. Uh, there's a conundrum uh, in the Pasuk, Karanowitz. It says, when you took these people of Midian, any woman who did not know, right, who had never been with a man, right, you, you have to, what? A woman who, who was not, uh, you have to slay, meaning, I'm sorry, any woman who was, who had been with a man, you have to kill. Right? Which the implication was, if she'd not been with a man, you can keep alive. So what's going on here? And it sounds like from there you can infer that the children, right, whether they hadn't known, uh, you know, be or not, they actually you could keep alive because that regenerates. And then, In other words, the Pasuk doubles down. It says, if they didn't know any cohabitation, so then, it says, if they did, if they were with a person, then you kill them. And the children, you can't, that weren't with a person, you can't survive. Well, that is doubling down and explaining the same thing twice. So what is, so the first one infers that the children can be saved. And the second one infers, hayade harogu. But if, you know, that if they did have any cohabitation, they should be killed. So So how are you going to reconcile these two psukim? Because again, the first pasuk sounds like children can be spared. The second pasuk sounds, well, maybe if children, if they were violated in some way, then they can't be spared. So how do you reconcile that? You take two inferences and they clash. So you say, Yeah, when it says any woman who was with a man, it refers not to a woman who had done it, but a woman who was actually re'uya, that is what? It means a girl that's older than three years. So the, when the Pasuk says of children, it's, it means girls who were not fit. Once you say Ru'uya, so then that's no longer a stira. And that's supported by the following Brayasatanya. It's talking about whether they're fit or not fit, which is to say whether they're older than three years old. Okay, wait a minute. So now the Brayasatanya says, <laughs> Let's go back. Are you sure that it doesn't mean Nivala Mamish? Because it says, So it says, no, when it says that all the women and children that were not with, right, that were never with a man uh, have to be killed, that Asher Lo Yadu Mishkov Zachar, right, it sounds like any adult woman has to be killed regardless of whether she had been. So therefore you have to say, meaning because the psukim would otherwise contradict, the b'risa thinks about it and then says, yeah, you're right. It must mean that it has to be really bile. It must mean, no, 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 whether she's been or not been. It must mean a child, whether she is royal bia, which we've already said is three years old. And the Gemara says, wait a minute. Right? And, and how does that work? Well, the only way it works is minayade. How did they know what their ages was. <laughs> now, as we're saying, three years old is the cutoff. 
But Quran, it's there's no birth certificate in these Midyanim. It's it's mayhem, it's a war. So how do you know if they're three years old or not? So now we have the special the special tricks. Amar of Khana Barbizna Amar of Shim Chasida, Hevrim Lifnea Tzitz. The Tzitz was one of the big day kahuna, right? Uh, and we actually see the Tzitz was able to in, in Pilagish Begiva, the the wild story with the Shevet of Binyamin, which we're gonna talk about uh, soon. That is where we could go to the tzitz, which was like the golden headband of the coin Gadol, and the tzitz had a certain way that it would change to let you know certain things. So, if you pass, for example, one of these Midianite children that uh, you don't know whether they're three years old or not, in front of the tzitz, kol really The tzitz would have an effect on the face of a child that was older than three years old, their face would become like sallow-ish, right? Come a little bit ashen or, or, or sallow, and therefore they would know that they're older. But for a real child, Andrew, you pass it through the tzitz, has no effect whatsoever, and that's how you know. Perfect. And Rav Nachman said a related observation over here, Simon Lavera Hidrokan. That Hidrokan, which they say is some bloating, some abdominal bloating, is a symptom also of the transgression and some of the Farshim say that this is also what they would experience if they were older than three years old and were passed before the tzitz. Uh, let's tell a story about that. Okay, this was the case, aforementioned case of Pilegesh Begiva, an absolutely crazy story. Inhospitable tri- tribe of Binyamin let the Pilegesh die out there in the field and the incest uh, uh, Baal, if you want to call him that, right? The, 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 they cut her into pieces and sent them to the tribes to show what jerks the Shevet of Binyamin were. A massive civil war erupted. Shevet Binyamin was ousted. And then later on, it got complicated, but the people of Yovish Gilad, who didn't participate on the side of the civil war that fought with the Binyamin. They didn't like them either, so they wanted to kill them too. As we said yesterday, biblical times, man, those people were a little nuts by our standards. And so they wanted to they kill two birds with one stone. How so? Kill all the men of Yavish Gilad and then take their women and give them to the Sheva Binyamin. The problem was, as much as they wanted to kill the Sheva Binyamin and they were very, very angry, they didn't want them to be extinct and they were in danger of extinction. So he took the remaining women of Vishgalad and gave it to Sheva Binyamin. Okay, crazy times. So be that as it may, how did they know there? Because there also, the Pasuk says, in Shoftim, that they would take, How do you know? Yeah, the old sit over a barrel trick. You take a wine barrel, and then the, the woman sits on it. If she's Beula, Rechanodaf, Besula, Ein Rechanodaf. Right? You can smell in her breath whether she is a basula or not. Awesome. Okay? So then the Gemara asks, well, why do they have to do the barrel? Do it in front, do, use the tzitz trick, which we already explained. Okay, listen. The tzitz is one of the big dekehuna. That's only used for like good stuff. Right? We only want to use it in a nice context. In a kavadik context. So this was not, yeah, this is the Goranowitz Musr moment. Should have proper respect and kavod for the big day kahuna, right? We're not playing around here. And this was not a good event. It also means, well, we want, we, we recognize this was not necessarily something we were happy to do, 
right? So therefore, for this, we're not going to use the tzitz, we're going to use the barrel, right? So in a good situation, apparently Midyan was a mitzvah, right? Because it was a mitzvah sanctioned by Hashem, that was good. This civil war wasn't something that Hashem said, oh, go kill them. This was something they took on on their own. So they had the self-awareness. Quran, it's a moment. They had the self-awareness to know this was not a beautiful uh, mitzvah. It was something that they should not have liked to do. And they at least had the decency to not use the tzitz for this purpose. So you got to at least respect that. So Gemara, but the Gemara says, are you sure? Right? In other words, Midian also was a war. It's not a good situation. So why did they use the tzitz then? So the Gemara says, Amar Vashi lahem ksiv. Yeah. For Klal Israel, the tzitz serves only for bringing favor. But in other words, when you're using, when you're killing, uh, when you're in a Melchavis mitzvah, we'll call it, when you're killing non Jews, you can use the tzitz. The tzitz is not offended by that. But a civil war, oh, that's the Goranowitz Musa moment. The lack of achdus that's obvious in a, in a case of a civil war, that you should not use the tzitz for. Leave the tzitz out of it. Let's use the barrel. Let's talk about halach. Right? That a coin can marry a woman that was a uh, gear when she was younger three, three days. Did you hear, right, this Yeshua ben Levi say that? Or are you inferring that? My follow, what would be the inference? Damar of Yishuv and Levi, Irach Hasaita Be'eretz Yisrael, Shekarla Ar-Ar. There is a city in Eretz Yisrael called Ar-Ar. Do you know where that is? It's in Transjordan. Bnei Gadab Bnei Reuven. How do I know? It's Pasuk and Chumash. Look it up. Veshigeh Rabbi es Rabbi Ruminus Ubadka. So that city, uh, Rabbi sent Rabbi Ruminus to check it out. Umatzav Abbas Giyoros P'chusam Yishal Hashanam Yom Echad. They saw Abbas Giyoros and she was married to a coin. And she had converted when she was an infant. And Rabbi said she was kosher. But he said, no, that's not the inference that I learned. Albeit, that's a great story, but I actually heard it. But what's the difference? Even I inferred it. Still, the halacha is good. The inference is valid. So the Gemara says, no. Yeah, because there the coin God was already married to her. So maybe that's why he was mekel. Clearly, we see there's a precedent for circumstances where if you already are married, we're not going to tell you to, to, to get divorced. So maybe that's why he was mekil, if you're learning it from inference. But if you heard it from the horse's mouth, that's good. But maybe that's not a good comparison. As we've already said, they let her stay because eventually she's going to be a bogaris. But here, we can't say that she's going to be in other words, eventually she'd be Bogaris and then she'll be a Baula. But a Zona, that's a different thing. You're not going to be Makel on that. Says the Gemara, no, a different, so, so, so that is different. We would never allow necessarily that, that parallel, but be that as it may, the, some say the discussion was different. Rav Safar, Masling, Miklala, Rav Safar also learned that he learned from an inference and he gave the same Kasha and he gave the same answer. So that is where we'll leave off with Ahu Kahana, the story Right, that is here, um, three lines up from the bottom of Samachamid Bay's.